It's time again to welcome everyone back to Take the Leap. You're tuned into the podcast, Escaping the Matrix and Reconnecting to Our Inner Knowing on Our Path to Self-Actualization. If you're spinning the block, welcome back. If it's your first time taking the leap, I just want to thank you for spending this time with me and whoever's listening. So welcome, 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 welcome with all of the love from me to you. I'm excited to share this space with everyone. Every Monday and Wednesday is when we're getting together. So I do hope that you keep returning and adding to our community, as well as on checking out the community on Facebook. I'm Shay. Um, I'm always having the privilege to share my experiences and uh, be on this journey of transformation with other individuals. And in turn, they share that energy and their experiences with me. And so uh, these discussions kind of encompass those things, but topics that do come up and that we explore daily, whether we uh, formally talk about it or informally, and whether it directly affects our lives or indirectly affects our lives. And so I appreciate you being on this discovery of yourself and listening and sharing these conversations as we peel back new layers of the onion despite all of our smiles, tears, and any fears, okay? Um, I wholeheartedly enjoy the opportunity to share my walk and interaction with others in real time, and um, being able to carry that over into the Facebook community is something that's special to me. If you're able to search the community as Take the Leap, L-E-A-P, once you join, there are some questions that you do have to answer and you have to commit to um, maintaining the environment of the community, which is not to belittle other individuals, not to project your feelings onto other individuals, and to respect the experiences that everyone else has in their life because the world is definitely much bigger than just who we are and our experiences with our immediate environment. So it's a safe place to be vulnerable and actually discuss real life topics, things that may be even difficult to talk about. Once you join, um, no one is able to see who the members are or what the members are discussing, so I just want you to keep that in mind. We'll probably circle back to that um, at the end, and um, I'll give you a little bit more information about how you can get in contact with me if you have any questions, concerns, or you want to suggest any topics for this series. So, as they say on the internet, I'm not even going to hold you. Because what I'm talking about today is going to reinforce the foundation to everything we've been talking about. Um, But it's going to be a little sour, okay, going down, a little bit difficult to swallow. So yeah, you just might make the sour lemon stank face today, and it won't be because it's a vibe. Because contrary to popular belief, it is not a vibe all of the time. And so today, let's go ahead and jump into finding joy and gratitude in everyday life not just when things are up but also when things are down and basically i'm just going to keep the conversation around um one particular word you're not gonna like it but it's victimhood right we wear a lot of hoods we hide our faces but that victimhood is something that really really plays an important part in with our resilience uh, with our self-awareness uh, with our efforts and our actions and with moving forward in life and i know some people are thinking in the back of their mind oh here we go she's gonna victim shame she's gonna victim blame and that's not true because at the end of the day it is true things are happening to us daily some things people view as more intense, um, more traumatic, 
than maybe another person and that's where we get into those comparisons right and i've spoken about this before on other platforms on the internet where um just bringing to light that we all have difficult situations when we get into the comparisons we start thinking that we're owed more attention more affection um, more empathy than another person because we view what they're going through as something that's not as important as in-depth as traumatic and that's not true the truth is whatever the experiences are for each individual it is causing that same level of stress right so if we were able to uh, measure this stress that we were experiencing it wouldn't matter what the event was it would just matter the level of stress and so therefore that's why it's a good idea not to compare Another reason why we shouldn't compare ourselves to each other and the ups and downs of life is because we're all working with different tools and different resources, um, different circles of support, some of us with no support, right? And so if I have to think about an illustration, it would be, think about being in a deep hole. You're just walking along in the secret garden, uh, enjoying all the beautiful things. The sun is beaming down. There's waterfalls. Birds are chirping. The flowers are beautiful colors everywhere. It smells amazing, right? And you're having this amazing experience. You're not hungry. Uh, you, you eat what you like. Uh, you dress how you like. You feel good about yourself. It's just going well. And you take a very confident step and boom, find yourself in this hole. A hole that's so deep that you you can't figure out a way to get out of it, right? How does that change your experience? Are you feeling as confident? Um, are you feeling like you're going to survive? Are you feeling like uh, this is a beautiful place to be in? Is this a beautiful experience? No, as such is life, right? But there's a difference between being in the hole and thinking there's nothing that I can do. I'm pretty sure you've seen that illustration or meme on the internet or social media where two people are in a hole. One person is letting the dirt just fill up, fill up, fill up until finally it's going to fill up over their head and bury them, okay? That can be life's experiences. But the other person is depicted as um, making a way out by letting the, the dirt come in and as that dirt starts to fill the hole they use it as a stepping stone so as that dirt creates um like a foundation below their feet they're picking their feet up out of that dirt and they're stepping on top of it right kind of like making their own stair now what is the main thing with those two different illustrations the main thing is action and inaction right the emotion that we experience, especially when it is adverse, especially when it is undesirable, sometimes we can drown in those emotions. And when we drown in those emotions and we're not able to put those things in proper perspective, right? And especially when we talked about the mindset, having the fixed mindset, this always happens to me, this only happens to me, right? Whether we have disabilities, uh, whether we don't have the same income, same access to monetary resources, uh, whether we grew up with family who had things or didn't, uh, had access to different types of education, right? It's not happening to me because I didn't have that money, because I didn't have that education. That's all the life pouring in while we're speaking those things out, right? No action, a lot of, the, a lot of jaw jacking, right? But that mental action is not happening. That processing of the emotion is not happening. That opening up to um, opportunity and the growth and the action is not happening. 
we're not looking around to assess the situation. What is going on here? Is this solid? Can I dig through this hole where I stand, right? Or will it collapse on me when I try to do that? Or like the other person, they'll say, hey, this is, this is soft ground. It's coming in. But if I let enough come in, then I can make it my step stool, right? And I can continue doing that until I can get out of the hole. But what does that require? That requires some mental some mental action to first think what are my options and to be open to those options both people are in a bad situation but what they choose to do next is what sets them apart and whether they're going to get out of that hole right now you can do the second person stepping up on the dirt as it fills in they can do that without any help right but it's still exerting energy right they can feel tired waiting um Dirt can still be falling on top of their head, so they have to fight that off, right? Maybe it's getting in the way of their vision. So by no means is this option, this way out of the hole, is it desirable? Is it a fun time, right? They're still having to go through that. How much more wonderful could it be if someone came by and noticed that you were in there? Now, they can't do anything about it. They can't stop the dirt from falling in. They don't have any rope to help pull you out, and they don't want to come in because maybe they're going to get stuck too. But what they do while they're on the outside watching you exert energy and work out your plan is, I see you. You're halfway there. There's only so much more. If you come up a little bit more, I can reach you. They're giving you that type of support, right? But whether you have that support or not, the plan, it can work. Is the plan going to take time? Yes, it's going to take time. So in my personal opinion, we do get into these bouts where we believe like this is, we're the only ones experiencing this. But let me tell you something. There's these platforms, right? <laughs> and I'm not trying to take any digs on anybody, but there's these platforms where people um, want to predict things. And if you really listen to some people, they are just telling you some general stuff. How can they do that? Because it's experiences that someone has gone through, even themselves at one time or another. And then mentally we take that and we make it our own. We make it fit into our lives, right? So we started think, we start thinking and we get into groups and even start thinking, See, I knew that I wasn't crazy. I knew that this person, we're around other people who were saying this person has it out for me. That person has it out for me. And let me tell you, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. But once we start getting into a mindset of thinking that everyone has it out for us, right? We have to search ourselves and be aware in such a way. We have to start asking, is everyone after us? Am I digging this hole of victimhood, right? Because if there were no stressful situations, if there were no things that caused us, right, to step out of that comfort zone and figure out, okay, what can I do? You have to think of it as, okay, now I'm exercising my muscles of resiliency. Now I'm exercising my fight my flight, right? And those things work in emergency situations, but if it's something long-term, because I talk about acute or chronic situations, right? Something that's gonna last a little longer than we would like. If it's something long-term, running away is not necessarily gonna do anything, right? Running away, what does that look like in our lives? Running away could look like uh, 
substances, right? I talked about that before on a different platform. It's a trip, people call it. They're on a trip. Well, with a trip, you usually return somewhere, maybe not to the same place that you were, but that trip ends, right? That vacation ends. And just like with substances, that feeling will end. And so then you're gonna re-up, you're gonna chase that feeling again. But is it solving anything? No. Is it changing anything that was going on back home while you're running? No, it's not changing anything. Those circumstances are still occurring, right? Still progressing forward with no action being or no attention given to it by us. And sometimes it's true. You can't do anything in that moment, right? Sometimes time may need to pass. Sometimes you may need to run into another person who has different resources. Sometimes you may need to acquire different resources. Um, I remember having to be displaced from my normal um, field of work, right? What I did know is I I knew I liked learning new things. Um, I knew that I was teachable. And so I wasn't excited about the field of work that I was entering, but I was confident that it could be done. It took me eight months to be able to get into that field because I didn't have any experience, right? So I was applying and applying and applying and getting turned down, getting turned down. And all the while, I'm having these life responsibilities. You know, uh, sometimes they call rent, uh, mortgage, car notes, insurance, food, lights, you know them type of people those type of responsibilities and some of those things are getting met and some of those things were not getting met and so it felt like the dirt was just pouring and pouring and pouring in and I was constantly thinking what okay what can I do I moved here all right we didn't necessarily get out of the hole but we're a little bit further than we were but then guess what I would sink back down in the hole a little bit so I'm like fighting to get you know back to the level where I was and it was just this constant back and forth and back and forth but it was really really exercising my ability to to endure my ability to open up to options my ability to explore different things not just what i was used to right i have gotten into that question of the why me and it could be detrimental to to our experience but we could also be asking why not me why not Why not have this opportunity to exercise my tools, to use tools, to gain new tools? Why not? And when we overcome those situations or they change, and they may not even change the way that we expect them, because that can be something that really gets us and keeps us in that hole too. It may not change in the way that we expect, but there's a change. And we're not able to see that change or appreciate that change because it didn't happen the way that we wanted it to happen. But something happened. What do we do with the something that happened? And is that another jumping place for us? Are we able to create new expectations that better fit our tools? And when I talk about tools, that's why I think self-awareness, knowing your self-worth, that's important. We can look onto other individuals. We just kind of see the outside. We don't necessarily see the foundation, whether it's shaky or what it's built on. We just know, and, and I've said that before too, we look at other experiences from a place of what we know. It's impossible 
forced to look at another person's experience from a place of, of what they know in all the details. We never have all the details of another person's experience, okay? So when we are flushing ourselves of the, the there are no options. Are there no options or are there no options that seem desirable to us? Because like when people say, there are no jobs. Are there no jobs? Or are there no jobs that you're willing to do? Because there's jobs, but you're not willing to do them, right? I've always said with the concept of that, that whole scenario of working, there's zero dollars because I'm waiting for when I work, or there's taking the work that's available and exploring the options to move forward and keep building. And we, we don't always see it that way. We'll see it as that's beneath me, that's below me. But that is an option that we can build from, okay? And so letting that dirt pile on top of us, that's just saying there's no options that I can build from. While that person is still in the hole, okay? making their way and using that dirt as a step, as a stepping stair to come out, they're still in the hole. The dirt is still coming in. And so is life, right? There's not these isolated experiences of uh, goodness and badness. It's all occurring all at the same time. But we are more apt to give our attention to the things that are undesirable. It's important that we ask ourselves why. And so that's that attitude of um, victimhood and taking the position that life is handed us more than, than we can bear. And it's unfair. Life is not fair. This is something that we already started out knowing. So what tools have we acquired or are we willing to explore that helps us deal with those ups and downs? I used to tell one of my clients, same circus, different hoops. They felt because I sat on one side of the desk that life was just hunky-dory. When in all actuality, there were some similarities that we had. There were struggles that we had. We dealt with them in different ways and we had different resources to address them but the, the, the same struggle was there. So same circus, different hoops. I also like to think of an illustration of a tree, right? Um, a tree is always planted in the same space, but the environment around it changes, right? You, you have the winter, you have the spring, you have the fall, and you have the summer. And each one of those seasons has its effect on the tree. What's important though, are those roots. And the roots are our self-awareness, our values, those tools that we have, how we take care of ourselves. Self-care, again, is not just about going to the spa or doing your nails. Those are tasks that can happen in the realm of self-care. But self-care is about making sure that you're mentally, emotionally, and physically taken care of so that you can withstand the different seasons of life right? And the seasons never stop, do they? They just keep on rotating. In the fall, there's things that are lost, right? In the spring, things start to blossom. In the summer, depending where you are, things are beautiful, but 
They can also get burned, too hot, dehydrated, right? And then there's the winters, and depending on where you are, those winters can be cold and harsh. How do those roots sustain, right? What is the foundation like, and how is that foundation built? In that environment, we have we have sunlight, right? That can be the light of other individuals, the advice that they give, the experiences that they have. And that's not a bad thing. But sometimes those things are not going to be applicable for us. Or maybe we're going to have to tweak them a little bit. Or maybe we're going to have to not listen to it altogether. That's the ability to take the information and sift it based on what our values are, what our weaknesses and strengths are, so what we're working with, the tools we're working with, the spaces that we're in. What worked for them might not work for you. It doesn't mean that, oh my gosh, nothing works. Not what it means. Again, you may need to tweak that. Maybe you need to put both hands on the hammer when you're drilling in that nail where the other person only needs to use the one. Maybe they can do it in one hit and you need a bunch of small hits. Okay? So comparing and thinking that this always is that all or nothing thinking, right? That all or nothing thinking rather than uh, reflecting on, okay, has this even happened to me before? Is there anything similar that I can draw from? What tools would I address that with? Will that be appropriate here? Again, as I talk, you hear that we're talking about opportunities and options and going through those things, right? There's the rain. Um, We can talk about uh, self-help, whether we're reading books, uh, therapy, support groups. Um, What what is it that, that keeps us motivated? And not always in a positive way, but that helps us endure. When I worked with individuals in peer support uh, that had mental health diagnoses, it was important to have a care plan. And everyone's always thinking about, and we never forget to include the things that, that triggers us, right? The things that make us angry, the things that cause us to go into these stupors, the things that causes us to um, drown in our emotions. But what's also as important is that you understand the things that make you feel happy, that make you feel satisfied, um, that uplift you. Those things are important too. Are there people in your life that uh, when you leave them, you feel better than before they were in your space or you were in their space? Are there people that when you leave them, you feel more drained than you did before you were in their space or they were in your space? And then that's where those boundaries come in, right? Where you're like, okay, I'm going to have to put a fence up for this person or I can let this person come in and I can I can leave the light on for them you know they're welcome whenever and it's being able again those type of tools and resources are there activities that do the same do you enjoy walking in nature do you some people are into television but then television can put us into our emotions because it's designed to tap into your awareness, right? And you start to empathize. So then are you watching more things that put you in that space? Are you listening to more music that puts you in that space? Are you using substances that enhance the mood that you're already in? Because it doesn't change the mood. We like to think that it does, but it really just enhances the mood that you're already in. 
okay? And then it's over. If you're in a party uh, environment, then it might enhance the party mood in you, right? But it's not addressing anything. The dirt's still falling in. So what's keeping us rooted so that we can weather the storm? What's keeping us nurtured so that we can endure? Because if a tree's not properly rooted, right, and the roots die, what happens? It falls over. It's out of the ground. It cannot weather the storms. So it's all about those roots and our self-care, that self-compassion, really knowing what our self-worth is. And we give that away to people all the time. In interviews, I used to ask people about their strengths and weaknesses, and they can always tell you something about the strength, but nothing about the weakness. Or some people would even say, I don't have a weakness. That would be untrue. We like to think that our weaknesses make us inadequate. And even in our weaknesses, it can bring us out of our comfort zones to accommodate them which means we can learn new things. New things that end up benefiting us. New things that teach us lessons. Like when you're in an interview and you talk about a weakness, they say that the formula is for you to give a weakness that's also a positive thing. Like I'm a perfectionist, but I learn how to let go. I'm a perfectionist, but I learn how to prioritize the things that are important and the things like that I need to do personally and the things that I can collaborate with with my team. I don't need to take over everything. See that perfectionism, it's still there. But it's something that opens us up to opportunity that allows us to exercise our tools of resilience. And when we have the opportunity to reflect on those things, we can see our progress. And then we start to feel good about ourselves. We start to have this positive outlook about, you know, maybe I can. How can I do it, though? A lot of times we sit around and we're wishing and we're thinking, but there's no action towards it, right? Say there's nothing new under the sun, but doing the same thing and expecting a different result, it just doesn't make sense. And sometimes that's where we are in our experience of finding joy and gratitude in the everyday experiences that we have in life. Well, I tried that last time and the time before, and this just keeps happening to me. Well, have you thought about something new? Oh my goodness, I never meet anybody. I want to fall in love and I want to be married. Well, do you ever go outside your house? Everybody online, have you ever tried going to a different place to meet people? Because like, there's more to our world than our immediate experience. And are we open to looking at those things at all? Are we open to trying anything new? A lot of times we complain about the people that we're around, but we never surround ourselves with different people. Because those same 10 people (laughs) that we interact with every day does does not give an accurate picture of the world. That's why statistics can be kind of funny, right? So if I ask 100 people that are supposed to represent a billion individuals, is that sample size enough 
is it enough for me to say all or nothing that every person that fits in this demographic will behave this way? No, it is not. If I ask a million people, that might give me a better sample, right? But how realistic is it that we will interact with a million people, especially when we talk about what's happening in our experiences, the way that people hurt us or uh, the way that we're treated by others? Might be a good 20, 30 people that we really have these deep connections to and we... uh, make an assumption or inference about how other people would treat us in the world, about whether we should open ourselves up to other people, about whether things can go well for us, right? So if I applied for six jobs, well, nobody wants to hire me. Are you able to explore another area geographically or just another area of the field? Are you able to start in a different place and work from there and use that as a jumping point? We don't always want a jumping point. We just want to arrive. So again, it's about that mindset, opening ourselves up for opportunity. See, I told you that you wouldn't like where we was going with it because yes, other people are around us, but there's choices that we get to make. There's choices that we get to make. And those choices have a lot to do about the foundation that we build. The tools that we keep with us. The tools that we choose to employ. Because such and such did it before us and this is all that they taught us, doesn't mean that's all that we can learn. And it doesn't mean that we have to do it that way. When you think about inventors, right? Um, At one time, I mean, we still have some flat earthers, but at one time that was the truth. But someone came and challenged that, right? Opened it up, fought some people about it, got some evidence, and now here we are saying that the world is round. At one point we were the center of the universe. Again, then that was challenged, right? Went through being called maybe crazy, maybe not so intelligent, right? But now here we are now understanding that the sun is the center of the universe and we revolve around it. It's the same thing. If you're doing something new, who has the blueprint to that? So oftentimes, we are definitely looking at the house and it's built, but we have no idea what the foundation is like. We have no idea what the materials are. We have no idea what the tools are. And while we spend our time looking there and wondering about that, we are not giving that same attention and time to what we can build, what our strengths and weaknesses are, what do we need to support our situation, right? I'm short, so when it comes to changing the light bulb, I I need support. I, I need a chair, it will do, right? But do I run the risk of falling out of the chair? Yes, I do. So then I get into a space where I can get a ladder, right? Do I have anybody to hold a ladder? Maybe not. But do I have a wall that I can secure it against? Maybe so. Can I ask someone to come and help me and hold the ladder? Maybe so. Again, the options rather than, oh, well, I'm just too short to change that light. 
we don't even want to get started on the uh, fire alarm battery. I don't want to talk about y'all like that. But that victimhood is when we're covering up. We think that moving away from emotion is how we gain. Not feeling anything is how we gain. But there's the pendulum swings both ways. I've said that before as well. And so how do you experience something, right? And how can you experience your your growth or appreciate your growth if you're not recognizing when you felt inadequate? We are not responsible for the feelings that, that come in. That's going to happen. But we remain completely 100% responsible for those that we hold on to and that we allow to build the fabric of our lives. Choices, choices, choices. And not making a choice or a decision is still a decision. So there's no way to get out of it. Why not explore the possibility? (laughs) Okay. I'm going to let y'all off the hook with that. I definitely hope to see some fire comments, you know, challenge that. Um, But the foundation of who we are, that's something that we control and something that we build. We don't leave that in the hands of other individuals. And the joy that we have, we extend and we share with other individuals. I've said that before. Uh, We can say, oh, I don't have a big house, but do you have a place to live? Um, I'm living in my car. Do you have shelter? It gives us a place to spring from. I once had a person, this is the last thing I'm going to share. Um, I had a person sharing a story with me um, about uh, a mother. And she had lost her, her 16-year-old daughter. She, she was deceased. And uh, she shared with her, she said, You know, I thought God had put me on earth to raise her. You know, to pour into her. I guess that's not so. So now I wonder, what is his next purpose for me? And the lady thought that was such a dynamic way to think about life. Like, I I had that experience. That experience is done. And not saying that grief is not important, because um, I believe we will talk about that in the future as well. It is. It's important to have the emotion. We always think that we're, uh, if we escape it, we don't let it show. It's building us, right? Mountains and beautiful canyons are built under rigorous circumstances. The water comes and it's tearing away at the foundation. Yet we look at it and we think, oh, how beautiful is that landscaping? Not really thinking about the erosion, the things that it had to go through, the weathering. We're not really thinking about those things. We just see the beauty from the end result. And so it is with those around us in those situations. Stop comparing yourself to people and start paying attention to the tools that you have or that you don't have and those that you want to build. Start paying attention to your foundation and what you think is needed to fully plant you. Think about exercising your tools of resilience when things are happening. That's the opportunity to build. If no adverse things happen to us, we wouldn't try to figure anything out. Some of us wouldn't get upset, and when some of us get upset, 
that's when we get ultra focused. I know when I'm upset, I'll start cleaning like a mug. <laughs> I'm wiping every little crevice. Right? So I could, and, and I started learning that about myself. And I could expend that energy by yelling at people, some people who don't even care, right? It, it's not going to change how they treat me. It's not going to change how they interact with me. And then I learned that, you know what? I'm upset right now. And instead of spewing that everywhere and saying things that I don't want to say that I can't take back because I'm hurt, and so my intention is to hurt other people, some of those people even being innocent, right? Because I'm just spewing it everywhere. I'm going to put that energy into cleaning my kitchen. <laughs> and I would do that. Those were the very basics of me building and uh, really taking a look at gaining control of my emotions and becoming emotionally regulated so that I wasn't having these outbursts. Especially when I would be around people that I wasn't even angry with. I was just angry and it had nothing to do with them. However, they were getting those residual effects and it was affecting our relationship. So being able just to look at things a different way. And I mentioned that in another episode, you know, having that empathy for yourself, just like you would with your friend, a family member, right? How you would comfort them, how you would have compassion for them, and how you would, um, sometimes we, we are in that mode of we want to offer solutions and things of that sort. And so if you could remove yourself from yourself, then what would it be? What would you tell yourself going through that situation? If it were not you, if your friend was going through your situation, how might you tell them to address it? Because that's the tool that you have in you. But we are um, allowing the emotion to take over and to drain us, right? Sometimes we just become stagnant and we, we can't use the tools that we've already built for ourselves, that we already have in our arsenal. So, to finish it up, you have everything you need right now in your toolbox to start moving forward. And as you move forward, you can build. You can build. You can build. Build your self-worth. If you don't know what it is, build your self-worth. Explore your values. Explore your strengths and weaknesses and try to figure out how to use them to move forward in life. So I'll holler, okay? Y'all come back now. Yeah? At the crossroads, same time, same station.